1970, South Florida sports changed forever. After seven years with the Baltimore Colts, Don Shula moved south to become head coach of the Miami Dolphins, and the era of excellence began. Under Shula, practices were brutal, and winning was expected. Let's get something out of the drill. Everything we do is for a reason. In only his second season as Miami's head coach, Shula led the Dolphins to the Super Bowl. But after the disappointing finish in 1971, the Dolphins had one goal, winning the Vince Lombardi Trophy. I don't know how many fellas in that 72 team remember this, but at one of the very first meetings that Shula had, we all came back together in 72. He said our objective this year is to go undefeated. Don Shula led the Miami Dolphins to perfection. 17 wins, zero losses, and one Super Bowl trophy, solidifying the greatest season in professional sports history. The following season was very much the same as the Dolphins dominated the National Football League, repeating as Super Bowl champions. Whether he coached a running team, What is up, Dolphins, and welcome to the Tuesday, May the 5th edition of the Drive Time Podcast. And as we did on yesterday's podcast, we are going back-to-back just like the 72 and 73 Dolphins and talking once more about the great, the legendary, the all-time winningest coach in National Football League history, Don Shula. And we're going to hear from his former players Other coaches around the National Football League, Brian Flores, Chris Greer, the Miami Dolphins' official statement on Don Shula, and some other media members across the national landscape, the South Florida landscape. We are going to get quotes from several people tied and associated to Don Shula, once again, the winningest coach in National Football League history, gone but never forgotten as we celebrate the life of the one, the only, Don Shula. And who better to kick off our celebration of the life of Don Shula than the quarterback for 13 years of the Shula era, talking, of course, about Dan Marino, who was asked what's the number one defining thing about Shula on the football field that made him a great coach. But the one thing I would think is uh, the number of wins, you know, over the years and, and the, to coach for 33 years, to do it at a high level like he did it. And you see, I mean, you know, Coaches today and the way they are, they're amazed by what Coach Hula was able to do for so long and to do it at such a high level. So, I mean, if, if that's that to me, that's probably the one thing that was so amazing to do it over such a long time at a high level. And when I logged into this media availability, my initial question that I wanted to pose to Dan was a question that I think everybody else had on their mind as well. And it's about how Don Shula was able to adapt his system and adapt his entire identity of a football coach and a football team to fit the players he had, including a quarterback who even Dan mentions in this media availability, most people didn't think he would be available for them on the draft board in 1983 when they selected him 27th overall, but he was, and Shula took advantage of that fact and remade him 
himself as a coach, remade the Dolphins' entire identity from this run-heavy team who had 238 rushing or passing attempts, rather, in 1982, 254 in 1983, of course, when Dan took over midway through the season, but then in 84, when it was Dan's show from the start all the way to the Super Bowl, threw the ball 484 times, almost eclipsing both the previous two years combined, Dan talked about the ability to adapt his system to fit his players. Um, but I would say with me and the fact that we had the group with, you know, Duper and Clayton and Nat Moore and all the heat, he uh, was willing to, um, you know, open up to other thoughts, other things in football that he wasn't used to beforehand. And, and um, the one thing for me is uh, he, he uh, was very demanding, but also he'd, he would listen to your ideas and listen to your thoughts. And maybe he wasn't that way in the sixties and the seventies with, you know, the teams that were the perfect seasons. But, um, you know, with, with me, he, he was great that way. What a great coach, a coach like coach Schuler or any great coach would do is you just, you evolve to, uh, the, uh, the talent that you have and, and their abilities and what they can do best. And, you know, I think he noticed that we had two really, special guys on the outside and Duper and Clayton and the fact that I was coming in and a quarterback that, that had a chance to be pretty darn good. And, you know, you evolved to that and that's what, you know, he was doing as a, uh, as a head coach. And that's just, uh, just being smart. I mean, I, I remember telling people how, you know, he told me to come in and learn the playbook in a way that you, uh, he wanted me to call my own plays and practice and, and in uh, camp and mini camp and all that. And I thought that was genius because he put a lot more pressure on me as a quarterback to learn quicker. And I was able, I feel like I was able to start and play a lot quicker because of that reason, because of that pressure he put on me. And, um, you know, I, I always thought that was genius with him. So iron certainly sharpens iron. Greatness breeds greatness. And who better than Dan Marino and Don Shula? That pair for 13 years. We are fortunate enough to have that in our backyard with these Miami Dolphins. And let's go ahead and finish here with Dan's closing remarks on Coach Shula. We lost a great man today. And, um, you know, God bless him and his family. Uh, you know, we're all going to miss him. And fortunately for us as Dolphins fans, we have a great group of alumni that can share stories about Coach Shula and all the on-field, off-the-field anecdotes about how great of a person he was, how great of a character he was, but an underrated bit about his general character was his sense of humor. And Chris Perkins of The Athletic asked Larry Zonka about the time they put an alligator in the shower in the Dolphins' locker room. Well, Manny Fernandez and I decided to go fishing the day after a game, an uh, exhibition game, and uh, we went out, and Manny Fernandez... Uh, while we were fishing, Manny's defensive tackle for us, and uh, he said, uh, Zonk, there's a gator over on the shore with babies. And I said, yeah. I said, I, I don't want any part of it. He said, uh, you know, I can catch one of those. And I said, Manny, I don't think you can catch a baby alligator. I said, I don't, I, you know, you're going to lose fingers or a leg or the mama's going to get you. There's going to be a bad situation. He said, no, I'm telling you, I can do it. And with that, Manny jumped over out of the boat went up on the bank, went into the bushes, and it was like something in a movie. There was tumbling and screaming and growling, and pretty soon Manny Fernandez came walking out of the bushes with a baby alligator about uh, three, three and a half, I don't know, two, two and a half, three feet long. Walked over and threw it in the boat, and I jumped out of the boat. 
make a long story short, we took it back to camp. We were going to put it in the pond out front. On the way back to camp, we got the idea that it'd probably be pretty funny to put it in Shula's shower. He had a separate shower than the team, though the coaches, of course. And we thought that'd be kind of humorous. So we took a vote, and Coach Shula won by one vote that we would tape the Gator's mouth shut just in case it got a hold of him in the shower. We didn't want to lose him entirely. So we taped his nose shut and put it in his shower, and uh, he came out and saw it and came into the locker room and was raising cane and headed straight for me, but I saw him coming, so I jumped out the side door, and Jim Kick took the brunt of the, <laughs> the abuse for the, for the alligator in the shower. But the good thing about Shula, the great thing about Shula was his intensity, anything connected with football, but on a thing like the alligator, he had a great sense of humor and he appreciated that. And he had a good laugh about it. So it was kind of a pressure relief, if you will. And I hope that joke and that story was a little bit of a pressure relief for the audience out there because Zonka was then asked if he could ever imagine a world without Don Shula and things got a little bit, let's just say some onions were cut in the room. I thought I could handle Someone telling me the coach had passed. I was out cutting brush in a field. And uh, my wife Audrey called me and said coach had passed. <clears throat> and I, I never really knew till that moment how close that rascal had really got to me until he was gone. Unfortunately, through the course of my life, losing parents and different loved ones, you realize after they're gone how much more they meant to you than what you realized when they were here. I hope I can be better at that in the future because I felt a terrible loss. I felt like someone very close to me and my family had passed. Coach Shula was such a rock. He was such a, so exact in his feelings so totally 100 percent. this is the way it is that you drew off that strength when you were around him without even realizing it sometimes i resented him for it more more often than not i resented it for it i muttered with the rest of the players you know this is too much too long too long too hot too everything but the result was perfection one time one time in the course of 100 years one team made every play it had to make during the course of the season to attain perfection one time. And we were lucky enough to be with that. Now that it doesn't reflect the entirety of his career, obviously, but it does. It is a little microcosm of what he was about, that kind of dedication. And once we learned that in 72, then I never questioned him again. And to answer your question, I miss him terribly already. Now, let me tell you, I don't know where, old NFL players go. I don't know, Lombardi, coaches, great players, Sam Huff, all the great ones. Where are they? Where do they go after they die? Well, we like to believe they go to heaven. But I tell you, if they ship the football players off and the coaches off to a certain place, wherever that place is, tonight there's going to be one hell of a lightning bolt hit it because Shula's going to arrive and things are going to change. How perfect is that conclusion there from Dolphins legendary fullback Larry Sanka? What a great message for Coach Shula there, both as the man, as the friend, as the character. Everything you want to hear about Coach Shula right there. Who better to tell it than Larry Zonka? 
and trying to span as many eras as we possibly can over Coach Shula because he did coach for so many years. We're going to now hear from John Offerdahl, linebacker of the Dolphins, from 1986 to 1993. Here is what Offerdahl says about Shula's ability to get the most out of all of his players. One of the things I'll never forget, and uh, and we all have moments of this, but in my life, that moment lasted eight years, and he demanded the most out of his players and um, many of his players couldn't deal with that, including myself at times. Um, But what happened was we performed beyond our wildest imagination. And when a player can look in the mirror and say, that wasn't me, but somebody's expectation of my performance that overcame my own limitations. I mean, that is an amazing aspect of a great coach. Um, and it's not easy during the moment, but in retrospect, every player that played for Coach Shula looks back and says he got me to do more out of my body, out of my performance than I could have ever done on my own. And a mentor, a coach, a great leader can take a team of people like that and make them great. And that's what he did year in and year out for those years he played, he coached for the, for the Miami Dolphins. And let's go back to the offensive side of the ball and hear from Dolphins offensive lineman and all-time great Richmond Webb, who was on the Dolphins from 1990 through 2000, spending six years on the Dolphins team with Don Shula as the head coach. The thing that sticks out to me is that he was a very uh, disciplined coach, uh, uh, very intelligent, always preached the mental aspect of the game, not making mental mistakes, not doing things to beat yourselves. And, um, I guess it just gave me an understanding of coming from college to the professional level of how much difference there is a much difference most of the time in between the um, talent level that's on, you know, the opposing team. So any little edge you can get and, and being mentally prepared and not making mental mistakes and, and penalties and stuff like that was a huge thing that he stressed from day one, and it was the little things, and I think that's definitely what stands out when you ask that question. Let's go ahead and go back now to more the beginning of Don Shula's career and hear from Dolphins wide receiver Nat Moore, who was with the team from 1974 all the way through 1986. I'll give you an indication of Coach Shula and how I and why I feel he always got the most out of his players. And, you know, he was a guy that, you know, drove you, but wouldn't allow you to quit on yourselves. I, I remember um, one ball game alone where I was having some shoulder issues. I had pinched nerve in my neck, and um, pretty soon I ended up starting to wear a, a neck brace. But I remember a game where we had to have that victory, and I land on my shoulder, and I'm in such pain, and uh, uh, I make the catch. I come off the sideline, and he looks at me like, and where are you going, you know? And I'm like, I'm in so much pain. I can't believe what he's saying to me. You know, I just got the first down. I got hit. My shoulder hurt. Um, and pain subside. I go back in the ball game. And, and once again, we, we, we need a third down. I, I make the play and I come off and I am in so much pain. I don't know what to do. Uh, and he is riding me. He's ripping me. Long story short, game ends. We win. The first guy to come to my locker and pat me on the back and tell me what a great job I did and way to hang in there. He knew it was tough. He knew I can do it. It was Don Shula. 
And I always think about things like that where he didn't allow players to quit on themselves or the team. You know, he always found a way to motivate you to do give a little bit more than you thought you had, to become a little bit better player than you thought you could be. And I think that was his, his key to success. He got the most out of all of his players. And, and guys that didn't want to be a part of that and didn't fit in, he didn't have a problem with getting rid of them. And, and, and I think that's why we were much better teams uh, in the 70s and 80s and even 90s under his leadership. Um, and then when I, when I think about what Coach Shula meant to South Florida, and, I, and I've been telling this story all day, you know, a lot of men come here to play for the Miami Dolphins. Under Coach Shula, most of them never left. Most of them eventually decided to stay here, reside here, build their homes and their, and their second businesses um, here in South Florida. And it was because Coach Shula always had us out in the community, always had us being a part of South Florida. You know, in, in the 70s and the 80s, United Way used to come in. They had a great partnership with the NFL. They used to come in and pitch us to donate to the different organizations that a lot of us came from, you know, the boys and girls clubs and et cetera, all the charities. And coach Shula was always that guy that wrote the first check. You know, he never asked you to do anything that he didn't do himself. We ran those gases and we all hated those daggone gassers, but he ran them with us. He would run two out of three. So, you know, when you think of coach Shula and you think of how he drove us, but he also made sure we were an intricate part of the South Florida community's fabric. And because of that, you see so many guys here today that are still here, that are still doing well, that are still uh, thriving in business and being a part of this South Florida community and make it better. And it's all because of Don Shula. So you hear Nat Moore talking more echoes of the type of man that Don Shula was in terms of his insistence that you get involved in the community, his insistence that you get the most out of yourself on the football field and otherwise. Just another great message there from Dolphins receiver Nat Moore. And why don't we finish these audio clips here with the 1972-1973 back-to-back champion, the winner of the Super Bowl and the perfect season, the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins, Bob Greasy. And he was asked if Don Shula changed the way he viewed the game of football, and he answered that pretty clearly right off the top. Damn right. <laughs> now, when I first saw him, I remember the first, I listening to some of the questions. I remember my first occasion uh, hearing about Coach Shula coming to the Dolphins. It was with, uh, on Channel 4 or one of the, back then, he was being interviewed and, and he was saying, I like, yeah, I like, I like a lot of what I was seeing with this Dolphin team. This got a young, good, good young quarterback, but Greasy, I think he scrambles too much. I like to get him to stay in the pocket more. And I couldn't wait till I saw Coach Shula, because he evidently he even wasn't watching too much of our film because there was no pocket for Greasy to stay in. You know, the first three years I was was down here. I did a lot of scrambling, and um, so he and I had a discussion, and sometimes I still have to remind him uh, to this day. You know, he was a boss back then, um, but as years go by, we become friends, and we're kind of like equals. Um, 
not not like he was the boss and I was the underling, and that's the way it was back then. But um, no, it's we've you know I lost I lost a good friend. I lost a great friend. So there you have it. That's the last of our audio alumni quotes here for the Miami Dolphins on the passing of Don Shula. If you go to the Miami Dolphins communication portal, we have more quotes from Tom Garfinkel, Stephen Ross, the Miami Dolphins in general, Brian Flores, Chris Greer, plenty of quotes, plenty of great things that folks have said about the legendary Don Shula. We also have the article up on MiamiDolphins.com taking a look at some quotes from some other high-profile coaches and the like around the league, like Bill Cower, Bruce Arians. We had Chris Mortensen from ESPN on his Twitter account. Even Pat Riley, the Miami Heat president, made a comment saying there was no better man or coach in the history of the profession than Coach Don Shula. He was tough, courageous, and an authentic leader with great integrity in his pursuit of perfection, which he achieved. End quote there. So plenty of quotes up on the site on the communications portal. And I'm going to go ahead and leave you guys with that for this edition of the Drive Time Podcast. We'll be back here in the near future with more Miami Dolphins coverage on the official Miami Dolphins Podcast Network. Fins up.